Hi, I'm Tom Gredlins, Head of Corporate Development for Rupert Resources, and I'm joined by Dr. Charlotte Seabrook, who is the Group Exploration Manager of Rupert Resources. Uh, we're listed on the TSXV, a billion dollar market cap, uh, and the news about us has been uh, really our pre-discovery, which we made two years ago, um, formerly which we took to uh, a main resource within 15 months, um, half, the, half the time of uh, the average gold discovery. Um, we're now uh, in, in the kind of key winter drilling season. We're drilling uh, 80,000 metres in the calendar 20, 2022, um, having got to uh, the maiden resource at Icarie on, on 36,000 metres. Tom, Charlie, nice to meet you. Good to have you on board. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Tom, we've spoken um, in the past for Crux talking about kind of working in uh, Finland. But um, Charlie, it's the first time I've spoken to you. Um, I'm really looking getting forward into looking forward to getting into the geology because I know Tom's a geologist, but he's not actually um, on there on the on the rocks the whole time. And Charlie, you've been involved integral into that process. Yes. Hello. Nice to meet you too. Hello. Um, okay. So Ikari, one of the great discoveries um, of the last few years, but I haven't quite got my head around the, the, the geology of Ikari yet. Um, perhaps because I haven't spent enough time on your presentations and your news releases, but what I'm really hoping to do in this next half hour is kind of get a bit of an understanding of, um, you know, what actually is going on in terms of the geology and the extent of the mineralization and how you're going to be tracking it and, and moving forward. Um, can you, um, uh, Tom, perhaps can you start with, you know, how you kind of put the package together and you were instrumental in picking up these licenses. Perhaps you could kind of talk a bit about that before we then move on to Charlie and get a bit more into the kind of the, the, the local geology. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, sh I'll share a picture um, with our, um, you know, the, our sort of land position and a bit about um, central, central Finland. Um, we, I guess we, you know, Rupert Resources Options, the, uh, the the part of our the part of our uh, property in uh, September uh, well in, in, in March 2016 and, uh, and ultimately acquired the um, um, part of our property in um, um, September 2016 and the amazing thing was it, you know that we had the, the brownfields part of our mine um, but it also came with about 126 square kilometers of ground you know right in the central part of the central Lapland greenstone belt. Um, so um, the, you know, I guess the, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's becoming better known now, um, but the, 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 the key feature is it's a, it's a, it's a major uh, mineral province. There's around about 40 million ounces of, of gold equivalent here already, you know, with, our, with the Icarie discovery included now. Um, but, you know, you, you've got kind of potential for orogenic gold and base metals in, the, in this sort of, this 50 kilometer, um, you know, radius, uh, um, radius. So, you know, it's a very interesting uh, area comparable to the Eastern Goldfields in Western Australia or, or the Abitibian Canada or, or you know, um, the Burimian in, in West Africa. So, you know, we assembled this land package and we've added to that over, over the last five years. We're now over, you know, up to over 700, um, 700 square kilometers. So, you know, it's a continuous winnowing process of picking up ground, evaluating it, and then, you know, and obviously you've always got to then end up with drilling, drilling things. So, um, Hang on, that, Tom. Yeah. Um, so, so um, but, but Tom, I, you were the, you, you spotted the kind of the, the, the infrastructure around Patavara, didn't you? Kind of five or six years ago, even longer. 
well yeah i mean I, I, it was an amazing opportunity you know when i first when i first came here it, it was it was you know the, the part of our mine had been on care and maintenance for some time um and uh you know for since 2014 um but it was obvious that the geology was good you know it was the, the same geology that you see in all those those mineral mineral belts that i've you know i've just mentioned so yeah there was a unique opportunity and i think you looked at the how and how it, how had it been explored there was around about sort of uh 400,000 uh 400,000 ounces of um of of uh of 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 four sorry 400,000 meters of drilling in the part of our mine and there were literally four other drill holes probably elsewhere on the on the 120 square kilometers so it just hadn't been explored that well and then you look at some of the historic data that had been and, and data capture that had been done the, the GTK, you know, again, there'd been sort of, um, you know, transects of base of till done, but not consistent and not of consistent standards. So, you know, there's quite a lot of reasons why, you know, discoveries hadn't, hadn't been made, which you could, could see, but, but fundamentally the, the geology looked good. You had, you know, the right age rocks, two billion uh, year old rocks and, and, you know, a lot of structural complexity, which you need to have, you know, um, orogenic gold deposits. And um, thanks, Tom. And Charlie, when did you get involved? When did you first kind of, when did this first come across your uh, radar? Uh, I started with Rupert in late 2018. Um, and essentially it was just before, just before all the, the regional exploration projects kicked off. Uh, so uh, Rupert had done some initial work on, on assessing the land package uh, from a sort of uh, high level viewpoint. Um, and I, I basically came in to sort of kick off the, the on-the-ground exploration. Yes. So she's very polite, but she's, she arrived just before all the discoveries were made. <laughs> and so those early discoveries, well, the, the early drilling programs before you selected Ikari as a, um, and rather, how did you select Ikari as original, um, you know, uh, as an original drill target? What were the kind of the mixture of criteria? Well, the original the original programs were actually designed to just assess the potential of the the western part of the part of our permits as a whole. Um, so, so we managed to define several, um, you know, good looking base of till anomalies, and, and using the base of till was our was our primary strategy. Um, and we we had drilled a few drill holes in some of the best looking ones of those. Um, and we were so impressed by the amount of gold that we kept finding in those early drill holes. You know, we were very successful with that technique uh, that, that we wanted to keep, keep pushing on with that to make sure that, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to spend a lot of time drilling things which weren't going to eventually become bigger deposits. So, so we did um, try a few and then, then leave, leave some others behind. Um, actually, can you just go back to that slide there? So that slide, you can see the, the yellow dots in the western part of the permit there with just, just around Ikari. Um, and, and those were the targets that we really started off looking at. Um, but we, we never got the sense that they were going to be uh, particularly large, particularly quickly. So, so we just kept on looking. Uh, and Ikari was the sixth. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, the, the, the important thing was that the, um, you know, it was the hurdle rate. So, I mean, they're all, they, they may become um great deposits over time but you know they didn't hit our initial hurdle rate of you know this two billion dollar nsr which was kind of like the the benchmark we set ourselves you know to kind of you know to get the market excited to kind of make the exploration worthwhile you know we were very ambitious with our targets which meant that you know we we, we had five very good discoveries you know interesting discoveries but we kept on kept on going until we found found something of the, of the right kind of you know the scale we were looking for 
So did I, know, did, did, scale in the style of mineralization yeah. that we knew was going to host better deposits. Did, uh, sorry, did you say two billion dollar NSR? Was that your kind of target? Yeah, the revenue. Yeah, the revenue. Yeah, in situ revenue. But, but how do you, you can't judge that off a single drill hole. I mean, do you not work on a kind of a, a grade thickness kind of calculation first? Do you not say, right, we need to get 100 GT or, you know? Well, a lot of it was based on the geology of the holes that we were drilling. Um, some of the earlier holes we were drilling predominantly sulfide, um, sulfide rich gold mineralization. Uh, and that's to say sort of massive sulfides with a, a large component of pyrotite and chalcopyrite. And to me, that just didn't seem right to, to be able to provide, you know, a big, deposit that that what we wanted to find you know we were looking for uh sort of more classic orogenic gold style mineralization lots of silica lots of demonstrations of multiple fluid flow flow events and big structures yeah so i think that's kind of where you know the geologist and the and the corporate um you know the corporate view maybe diverge you know i was you know we were obviously drilling something very exciting you know in the region you know there's lots of gold in every you know, got bits of gold in, in lots of drill holes, lots of core cool, which looked quite quite good. But I guess Charlie was looking for that the certain type of plumbing, you know, certain type of host rock, you know, which took it and it took us, you know, the sixth discovery to to kind of get to that that kind of thing which we knew we thought would grow. And look, Ikari with the first two drill holes were drilled. I think probably be, you know, there was five hundred meters of you know immediately defined five hundred meters of strike, you know, and they had these you know the exceptional widths you see at Ikari now, you know, these hundred meter widths. You know, that was the thing that sort of set it apart from some of the other stuff, which was kind of, you know, tens of metres, a, a couple of grams. You know, Ikari was a very different beast, you know, and that came through very, very early. Well, that's right. It was immediately apparent. The first four holes we drilled um, spanned some, what, three, 400 metres of strike. Um, so you, you had four, four drill holes, you know, that far apart, all intersecting very broad widths of, of really good-looking mineralization with, with visible gold throughout. You know, that is you know clear evidence that you're onto a much better system than, than some bits of sulfide when you okay so the, the visible gold is nice a nice clue but when you look through that core now with the hindsight of having the assays in can you so what are the kind of geological features that kind of give you the um that tell you that you're in the system you know what what speaks to you about these big thicknesses that you're in the system well there's there's a large amount of deformation um, and it's it's pretty apparent that there's you know numerous deformation phases, um, and and one of those is a, a strong shearing event, which is overprinting everything. Um, <clears throat> so that that was a, a real key thing. The other the other thing is the the way the pirate is disseminated throughout the whole system. It's not just focused into you know single veins or or a couple of vein areas. You know it's it's really disseminated throughout the whole whole rock. Um, and on top of that, you get this really, really intense alteration and several phases of alteration as well. You can, you can see that there's all sorts of different alterations overlapping. Um, and that, that, you know, really, really speaks of multiple fluid flow events. So you put all that together and you're in, in a big system. And the, the, the shear, has that acted as kind of the localization for the fluid flows? You know, is it have, has, has that shearing provided the fluid pathways to, for the subsequent mineralization? Well, it's it's actually a bit more complicated than that. I think the shearing the shearing is event is definitely part of it, um, but we also see a sort of later phase of uh, brecciation overprinting everything as well. And I think it's probably the combination of those two different things that's really led to the um, focusing the, the the gold bearing fluids where they are. I mean, you've got a um, in your corporate deck. You've got a um, cross section. Um, yeah. Could you, Tom? Have you got access to that? I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Do, uh, trying to. 
Share the screen now. Share the screen. Here we go. <laughs> Share the screen. There we go. Just do what I'm told. Um, so, I mean, it just, um, you know, what's the driver for this? What are the, what's the source of the kind of the, there we go. That's the, that's the cross section that I was looking at. Okay. So you, you're bounded by the, the um, structure. So those black lines are structure. There we go. Faults. Yes. Yes. And, and bear in mind that this is really quite a simplified section as well. The geology in reality is, is a lot more complicated than this. Um, but essentially, you've got a series of subvertical structures, and, and there is sort of shearing associated with those throughout. Um, and along those structures, you've got rafted blocks of various different mythologies brought up into that system. Um, <clears throat> um, and and that's, that's really what's focused the fluid flow event. But on top of that as well, you get a, get a series of late stage um, breaches, which, which have certainly uh, contributed to localizing the gold where it is. Uh, and in some cases, it certainly seems like they've remobilized some of the gold fluid. And it, particularly at the contacts of some of those breaches, you get some of the really, really good breaches. Are those cataclastic breaches? I mean, they're, they're, they're structural breaches, or are they uh, hydrothermal, or are there the elements of hydrothermal kind of um, flow in there? Yes, they, they, we actually get a range. We, we certainly get cataclastic breaches. There's, there's a big one um, with, with the contact to that carbonaceous shale that you can see there on the, on the left-hand side of the image. Mm. Um, that's, that's a very broken up cataclastic breacher. You get some really, really early classic, cataclastic breaches that are tourmaline rich and those have been broken. So we think that they're quite an early phase. But on top of all of that, you get these uh, hydrothermal breaches, which are clearly hydrothermal. They cross-cut everything and they're very subvertical in expression. Um, and those those are carbonate rich, and they carry hematite um, and and a lot of disseminated pyrite when they're mineralized. And um, I mean, really interesting. Is, is there a source for the fluids for those hydrothermal breaches? I mean, if you, if you, you know, um, well, we do think they're a reasonably late event um, and possibly related to um, dewatering of of an adjacent basin or something like that. Yeah, but and we don't really have any controls on the uh, ages or the timing right now. And um, when you look at the, um, so in your resource that you've calculated, you know, the, the four odd million ounces, um, what's the, what are the, what are the boundaries like? Is it structurally controlled? Is there kind of a, a grade? Um, does it just kind of, um, the vein intensity just drop off outside of the kind of the boundaries of a mineralization? What are your kind of controls on um, the envelope? Let's put it that way. Uh, yes, on the north side, it's a it's a pretty sharp boundary. Uh, it's controlled by not not really just one structure, the main structure, which is a subvertical feature. Um, but then on the even further on the north of that is a, possibly a series of smaller subvertical uh, uh, structures, which also has some mineralization. On the south side, um, we we've got less drilling to date so far, uh, but it, it seems to be a lot more complicated. It doesn't seem to be controlled by one specific structure on, on that southern contact. Um, it, it does seem that a lot of the mythologies are, are folded around there and some of the alteration shows a similar pattern. So, so that's, that's a bit more complicated. We're still working through that, but um, it does suggest that uh, there is potential for, for more of these zones on the, on the southern contact. But you're, when you're in the, in the southern contact, you're into the quartzites as well, which may be, you know, so slightly... Well, we, we haven't really defined that southern contact yeah. of the quartzites very well yet. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, you know, we... we we really have very few holes through that zone at present that go all the way through. And um, you put out your maiden resource in September last year. So there must have been a kind of a drilling cutoff beforehand. What was the, 
what was the rationale behind putting out your resource? Did you think you'd had enough or had you had you kind of defined the easy bit at Ikari? We know, was there a natural break in the, in, the, in the progress of your delineation of this kind of mineralizing system? Or was it simply that you thought, well, we've gone far enough, we spent enough money, we, we better honor the work we've done with, a, with a, a resource? Look, I think it was very important for us to understand what we had. Um, you know, we, we knew that we had the critical mass to publish a resource and we wanted to sort of really set out a baseline of, of, of what, what it was that we discovered, you know, because we, the important thing is, you know, when we, we, we want to, we want to understand the value of the answers as well, not just, you know, there's no point continuing to find more answers if you don't know, if you haven't done your metallurgical work, you haven't done sort of your preliminary engineering. So we needed to, we needed to define a resource to sort of proceed with that work. Um, so, you know, again, you know, just to understand, you know, when you, when you sort of commence with, um, you know, permitting work and, and things like that, you know, you need to, you need to have kind of constrained, you know, roughly your, your area and it didn't preclude us from finding more. It's just, you know, I think we, we knew we wanted something exceptional and the thing that differentiates it, you know, Icari from lots of other deposits is that, you know, you could, we could get to a resource on, on relatively small amounts of drilling, you know, um, there are companies that have drilled, you know, uh, you know, two hundred thousand ounces and never published a resource. So it was one of those things with the continuity. You know, it it was something that we felt was in, was important and that you know, useful for investors, useful for shareholders. So describe the the rough geometry of what you've where the resource sits in. It's kind of how much strike length, how much width, and how much depth. Yeah, I think maybe if I show you, just pull up the long section, which is also in the, uh, um, which is also in the presentation. Um, if you um, just. Uh, uh, let me show you that. So essentially, you have, um, you know, you've got, I guess, 800 meters of, of strike now, um, and you know we're probably we've probably drilled drilled it to a vertical depth of about 450 meters, um, and then you know I think the average, you know, the weight, you know, the average width is going to probably, you know, 80 to 100 on a on a on a you know on a on a sort of true width if you look at it. So it's kind of a big it's a big block of mineralized rock, you know, and actually. This infill drilling that we're doing now is just is, is kind of confirming that. You know, I think we we published a hole last week. You know, um, 103 meters at eight grams. You know, which is quite you know quite exceptional. Um, so, Hang on. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I think it's I think it's the, it's not the best intercept we've had, but it's the probably when you combine it with the you know the 80 80 meters at two and a half grams on the top of that hole. You know, I think that probably is the best hole that we've uh, you know we've drilled it we've drilled at Icarie. So that shows the kind of value of the value of infill and just, you know, it just shows, you know, you're always trying to understand the value of every ounce rather than just, you know, finding more ounces. Um, just if I look at that plan view, bottom right there, yeah. um, can you, with your mouse, can you just kind of show roughly where the current resource is? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really the, it's really this kind of red. It's, it's that blue outline on the, the blue outline. Long line. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the that cut off, I think is, it's probably you know 0.2 or something. I think it's on the key, which is um, but yeah, you know. So you've got a, obviously you've got a higher grade component there as well. Um, but if you were to take yeah, I mean you, you've got a, a big big lump of you know 100, 100 million million tons of mineralized mi million million mineralized unconstrained um, rock, and then within that you've got your your you know your four, you know your your close to fifty million tons of of of, of um, stuff which is currently in the resource. So. When you, what are the what are the expansion? I'm just trying to understand. You know, um, uh, uh, just going through because in that presentation you talk about um, 
no, what is it? Uh, 60% of the meters you're going to be drilling um, this year are going to be at Ikari. And then of that, it's about one third is infill and two thirds is expansion. So I'm just trying to understand where that uh, two thirds of that two thirds is going to be going. Is that at surface or is it depth extent? You know, is it along strike? Um, is it on all boundaries? You know, just kind of talk me through where that extra expansion drilling is coming from, because it's a big component of your drill budget this, this year. Well, at the moment, the focus of our winter drilling season is in the west of Ikari, where, where the ground is a lot wetter. So we really only get good access during the winter months. Um, and that's that's where we have most of our rigs right now. Uh, so we are expanding it to the west. Uh, we're also trying to follow up and go deeper at the same time uh, on, on those successful sections. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. At the same time, we also have some rigs doing deep, deeper holes through the main part of the deposit, uh, as well as deeper holes, particularly in the eastern part of the deposit. Um, and and we're, we're gradually going to move from, from the west as we complete that phase of the program in these sort of midwinter months, um, move, move back towards the east uh, and making sure we put some deeper holes in along the way to, to assess that potential. So it's open long strike in both, both directions? Absolutely, yes. And a depth. And so it's an iterative thing. So it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, we'll, 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 we'll drill, you know, we'll drill, we'll follow down in one section and, and just, you know, go from, from known to unknown is kind of a, you know, as usual. Yes, you know. it's, we're, we're just stepping out as we go. On 50 metre lines? Uh, we're, we're on about 40 metre spacings now. Um, uh, some of the more aggressive exploration will step out to 80 metres and then back in fill to, to 40 metres. Uh, but, it, you know, we, we, we're very much a, uh, we review every drill hole as we drill it and, and then decide what to do next. We're not, we're not drilling to a fixed plan. And when you say um, uh, kind of the, the more aggressive exploration, are you talking about within the kind of the Akari target? That's right. Yeah. Um, particularly in the east, we're looking at doing a lot more drilling there because it's, it's been very poorly drilled to this date. Um, and we're getting some very high grades from that area as well. So um, we, yes, we'll probably uh, put in slightly deeper holes uh, and then, and then, you know, infill back towards the previous hole. The long section you showed had a kind of a slight plunge contingent to that. Does that mean it's um, um, does it mean it's closing off long strike? Is it narrowing down, or or is 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 it too early to tell? It does seem that it narrows to the east, um, but uh, you would have seen in one of our previous releases that that um, even though it narrows, we're still getting very high grades um, along sort of 20, 30 meter thicknesses. Uh, so. Uh, the, the plunge is, is still a bit complicated. Uh, in reality, you know, Icar is split into numerous zones of mineralization, um, and it does seem like those, those individual zones may have different, different plunges in different directions. Or oh, really? Plunges. Yes. I'll <laughs> <laughs> keep you on your toast. Exactly. So, so that makes it even more fun. Um, so, so, you know, we, we really have to assess those as, as we drill. Um, and, and as we get results back in, but yes, particularly to the east, um, some some interesting things happen there. But but you know we keep keep drilling those high grades, which is the key. And you spoke about um, having rafts of different material within that kind of shared package. Is there a um, an ability, or is, is there enough uh, lithological uh, um, markers? Are there enough lithological markers for you to be able to kind of start to reconstruct uh, kind of a geological package or to kind of to see more preferable host units or is, is it too complicated for that? 
Well, it certainly is very complicated to join all the bits up together. Um, whilst whilst we can do a pretty good job on a section by section basis, it's it's quite hard to join those sections up. Um, you know, with any with any great success. However, that you know, there the really is a, a, a siltstone unit which is actually controls a lot of the mineralization within within the overall ultramafic package. And those siltstone units are, are easy to are easy to spot. Um, they certainly contain a lot of the mineralization and, and those are the ones that we're really trying to follow. So when you drill 100 meters at eight grams a ton, is that across the siltstone package? Predominantly, yes. Um, and possibly a structurally repeated siltstone package. Okay, interesting. And then, um, and then the so the, and, and that's a functional permeability uh, and just kind of the the competency perhaps. Uh, is it dissemination or is it kind of microfibers? Well, perhaps it's a um, it's hard to at this stage to tell the difference. It, it really seems like dissemination in in a lot of areas. Uh, we do have this uh, very uh, uh, you know big block of completely albite altered felsic rock, particularly in the northwest part of the deposit. And that has that has brittle fracture through it. So the, the mineralization in that unit is is hosted in these sort of micro micro fractures. So um, to find another Ikari, you are looking for um, uh, favorable structural zones, perhaps with dilation, perhaps where you've got this kind of siltstone units, perhaps where you've got um, intrusions which have been brittle, uh, subject to brittle deformation to kind of create the space. And so that's kind of what you're looking for in the rest of the play areas. Is is, is that fair to say you'd kind of like another yes. one of those? Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, the focus is really on on structure um, and then favorable lithologies after that. Um, but as as you know, a lot of the well, most of the region is, is really covered by thick layers of till. Um, and, and if it's not covered, well, no, it is all covered by till. But on top of that, you also get these sort of swamp type environments, um, which which cover large, large areas of, of ground. Um, so, you know, whilst you can define structures quite well off, off magnetics or, or regional um, regional geophysics, actually getting down to find which parts of those might be mineralized you know, or, or even what, what rock types that they, they, they're made up of, you know, you, you really need to do the, the base of tilt, which we're continuing to do um, sort of year round. I think, you know, I'll just show this, show this slide now. It's quite, quite um, inf you know, informative. Um, you know, this is, this is the, the kind of base of till profile. So, you know, Ikari had a, you know, I guess a 200 metre long basic till anomaly, but then you can see that, you know, the 800 metres of strike that you've got, um, you know, elsewhere on the, um, you know, you know, which is comprised of the economy resource. So you can actually see the base of till, um, you know, after after you've had sort of, I don't know, multiple glacial events, you know, is actually quite small. And quite, you know, actually would have been would have been quite easy to quite easy to have missed actually with uh, with you know your base of till lines weren't aligned properly, or you know you you, you haven't got to, you know the the kind of um, you know the right depth on on that on you know a couple of holes. So it's so just just talk me through this. So the 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 dark pink where it's completely blotted out, it's completely yeah. opaque. That's yeah. the base of till anomaly. Yeah, exactly. That that's then, where gold mineralization comes to subcrop beneath the till layer. So that is what you'd have to hit with your base of till drilling in order to actually find the anomaly. And did you have lines going wherever that is, kind of um, east-west or kind of north, <laughs> northwest-southeast to cross that base of till? I mean, we, how, how, how many points did you clip it with? Two. And the anomalies were 0 0.2, 0 0.1 or 0 0.2 PPB. 
first no time. way wow oh, and that's yeah. about no, and that was point one ppm. ppm so that was must have been and, and, and that's above background that's enough of a not to that's that sounds shouts anomaly to you that that was just about enough of an anomaly that that wasn't even one of the best anomalies we had nearby in Hainer south where we were drilling before before we started we were getting anomalies of up to one one gram gold um so it wasn't even a very significant anomaly However, once we did go back and do infill um, base of till over, over those initial acuary anomalies, um, after we put in a drill hole, um, we did manage to find much higher anomalies along, along the extent. And let's just go back to the, what you're looking for is a kind of a, mineral, a mineralized system, which has got multiple events localized in one area, uh, um, influencing a large area of rock or a large volume of rock but um which is constrained enough not for it to be actually uh, not to, for it to be flushed but actually contained in a kind of a, into a concentration which leads to two and a half grams a ton or, or something like that so what are those localizing features you know what made it happen there not two or three kilometers away well you know really these are still early days and we don't have much of a handle on that um, we do think that there's a, a, a sequence of, of structural events that have contributed to it, but how, how we recognise those, um, we, we're still not really sure about. Okay, but then you, you've got 40% of your drilling going onto regional um, exploration this year. So you've, yes. got some, some, you've got a series of targets. And it, yes. is, it, is it just kind of a gradual kind of iterative learning process that you're going to test uh, the combination of your... Or, I mean, like you did at the beginning of Ikari, but kind of now better informed. Yes, something like that. We are focusing on, you know, big regional structures that we believe to be mineralized, um, as evidenced by, you know, things like Ikari or other other gold occurrences along them. Um, and we're using base till to to really, um, you know, narrow down the search area for for which parts of those structures or which intersection of structures is going to be the mineralized one. Um, you know, we we obviously have a, a series of alteration minerals now that we, we think are probably key. So, so any evidence of those is, is obviously moves, moves a certain area up the rank. To help, to help you vector in. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, what are they? Well, um, we, I, I spoke about the, the albite alteration that we see in mm -hmm. our block of felsic sediments. Um, we know that albite is, is a regional alteration feature, but we do think that that plays a part in the, in the mineralizing story. Um, so, you know, um, albite alteration is, is considered favorably. Uh, Terracite, uh, not, not specifically carbonates. The whole area has is, is undergone numerous phases of carbon alteration on a, on a very, very wide regional scale. So it's, it's quite difficult to distinguish one from the other. So. Um, so one of the other key features, I guess, would be sericite silica alteration. Um, you know, we think that those are parts of the, the more juicier parts of the system. Well, we try not to overcomplicate it. The best indicator mineral for the gold is probably gold in the, uh, in the yeah. sort of still sampling. So I've just, I've just shown you that, shared that geological map. You know, that was to, to really show the importance of, um, of still kind of um, keeping it kind of regional, you know, so, you know, we're focused obviously on area, is area one, which has the five, you know, the, the six initial discoveries, but we have, you know, four other target areas of that, of that sort of scale and magnitude. So we're not trying to zero in around, you know, we, we're still looking for satellite potential around, around Icaria as part of that, 
um, that program. But as far as the regional campaign goes, you know, we're still looking at kind of big tracts of land with structural complexity with, you know, coincidence anomalies is still the, is still the goal. So we're, we're going through, you know, there's a winnowing process, which, you know, we have a pipeline, which we're constantly topping up. So I think it's really important not to get too narrow in your focus. Well, and it's Haina. Sorry, go on, Charlie. No, well, uh, just, just you know, it's all very well to have a model. Um, but if you, if you stick too firmly to one model, you, you may miss other things, which is how we stumbled across Ikari in the first place. And um, I was going to ask about Haina Central. So that's presumably within your area one. Is that right? And it's, it's one kilometre north. It's just, it's just to the north of Ikari, yes, about 800 metres a kilometre away. And it's and got a copper component. It does. It's a very different geological expression. It's, it is sulphide dominated, so pyrotite, pyrite dominated um, with, with, a, with a gold component as well. But it's not necessarily what you're, it's, it's, it's not the repeat of Ikari, as you say, it's different geological expression. That's right. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't have as much um, continuity and, and thickness of, of the mineralized units. I think a lot of people would be quite happy with, you know, 50 or 60 metres of kind of, uh, oh, what yeah. we got, you know, a gram and a half uh, of uh, gold and sort of, you know, gram and a half of, a uh, percent and a half of copper. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, like it's, it's again, it's quite a, um, you know, it's quite a, you know, it's very, it's very pungy. The surface expression isn't very, isn't, isn't very big, but, you know, it's one of those things you just have to, you probably, we just have to, we have to drill it deep, deep and we will be in the next, the next couple of months or so. But again, it's just sort of an example of the kind of thing that exists in our, you know, in our target areas. And, you know, again, it wouldn't, you might not, it might not light, light up the, a base of till, um, base, base of till map, but it's still, you know, this is something you just have to, you just have to drill, you know, diamond drill. Yeah, yes. great. But note. in reality, it's just another demonstration that the, the, the gold mineralizing system is, is pretty widespread and uh, in, in along that whole belt. And just like all greenstone belts, you have different styles of diff, different styles of uh, mineralization and, and deposits. So, you know, um, you've, you've obviously got a different style again at Kitzler, which is, you know, um, you know, further further north. Um, that's obviously that's hosted, that's a little bit refractory, it's double refractory. Um, uh, you know, with an arsino pyrite component, whereas everything you know in Icaria is is free milling, um, and you know it doesn't it doesn't have those characteristics at all. So you know you do have this kind of heterogeneity amongst amongst deposits, you know, you know, regionally and and actually quite locally as well. Mm. But all part of the same mineralizing system, and I think that's the key thing. So Kitla, forty five kilometers north of you, is part of the same um, age rocks and the same kind of broad suite of um, controls and fluids. The age of the mineralization has been dated to being a little bit earlier than some of the other ones in the in the southern part of the belt. Um, but, you know, it's it's in sort of equivalent rocks and, and of a equivalent sort of age range. So you'd have to assume that it is part of the same bigger overall system. And um, in the Tom, in the in the corporate deck, there's mention of doing a PEA this year. Is that going to be on the back of the existing resource are you going to um wait for the data to come through on the kind of all the drilling that you do at ikari this year and then incorporate that or you know what's what's the plan there yeah i think the cutoff for the for the ikari main resource was 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 kind of um was drilling done in you know end of i think the cutoff and drilling cutoff was end of may so you know we've 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 at the end of the year we we sort of done fifty five thousand meters in total of at ikari and, and I think we're going to do um, 30,000 metres in the first quarter of 
of this year. So um, it will be, yeah, it'll be, you know, I guess, I guess, yeah, a big, you know, a big, a big number. So, you know, 40, yeah, 40, 40, 000, you know, 40,000 metres or so of, of additional drilling. So, um, yeah, but I think we'll, we'll, you know, this, this key, the winter drilling season is, is the key, you know, it's, it's when we're most active, we, you know, have the best access, you know, and so that's, that's kind of what we're campaigning now, looking for a cutoff, you know, in the, in the second quarter sometime. Okay, gotcha. Um, and I, I noticed that in the, um, in the resource, you, you talked about an underground cutoff and an open pit cutoff. So it, it's, is that the kind of the constrained resource that you mentioned? So you've got a, uh, the, 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 the unconstrained resource was 100 million tons of rock and the constrained resource was resources, whatever it was, the 40, um, 49 million tons. Yeah, so they're both, in, you know, they're different, we select the different cutoffs of both. So I think the, you know, the underground cutoffs 1.2, open pits 0.6, which is, again, quite conservative. So there's opportunity, you know, we, we talked about a, bit, a bigger mineralised you know, unconstrained body of rock. There's opportunities to improve, increase the resource just by optimizing the cutoffs, um, op- optimizing pit slopes, those kind of those kind of things. So um, yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, you know, you could have you could look. We we did the work on you know trade-off study on underground versus open pits, and um, you know you can you can you could probably have mined it as a big open pit, but we felt. You know, two point three to one strip ratio is what, what we what we came up with was 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 quite compelling. It you know in terms of it's it's much it's a much smaller smaller scale operation, but we were very focused on margin. You know, and and environmental impact at this point. Until again, we've done that done that work and understand that properly. So, um, and it you know it didn't make a huge difference to our to our you know, to our MPV. So it was kind of you know I think I think everyone's a lot of a lot of companies are very focused on scale, but you know we we're very focused on you know, high value ounces and, and margin. So, you know, I think you could, you know, it's a beautiful deposit. You could mine it, you know, any any number of ways and and it would still work. So we, we have back, forward, backwards, sideways, upwards, downwards. Um, but underground, what's the grade at Kitila? Because um, just, just I know this, we're miles ahead, but I'm just thinking about kind of underground grades, you know, what works, what flies? Well, Kitila, you know, I think they're sort of three to four grams, but remember it's double refractory. So, um, it's you know it's, I think they I think they de- you know develop in a large number of stapes every year you know maybe I think 200, 200 stapes a year um, so you know it's, they they mine it really well um, but then you've got a, a big autoclave and it's it's double refractory so it's a very you know you probably you've probably got to subtract some grade for that for that sort of technical complexity yes and, you know, the economics and would be quite different the economics are quite different and they're down at sort of you know I think fifteen hundred meters depth so it's a very different um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very different you know, it's you can compare, you know, productivities and and um, certain costs, but it's it's quite a different quite a different profile. And um, what does your petrography say so far, or even your metallurgy? Um, you know, where what is the gold hosted in? It's all associated with pyrite. It's either as free gold or um, you know associated with the pyrite. There's very little actually within you know enclosed by the pyrite itself. It's all mm-hmm. pretty easy to to get out with a with a small grind yeah i mean i think the, the grind at the moment i think we've i think we said we can get to a pretty good um pretty good liberation on about 120 odd microns so um you know it's a very coarse grind and then you can uh you know very very um you know a very uh, you know favorable mass pull so um you know you can get a lot of a lot of gold out on a very coarse grind which will help with in terms of uh, energy consumption and and, and things 
it's got a lot of advantages from a metallurgical perspective. Um, you can then, you know, upgrade the concentrate quite, you know, produce a, a float concentrate quite early on, which again means that your your back end is much is much smaller. So, I mean, I think you know the, the you have arsenic in the mix, and there's the, no, there's no deleterious elements at all. Um, there's no arsenic pyrite, um, and it's acid, and it's and it's uh, neutralizing in terms of the waste rock as well, which is you know very helpful. So that's right. There's so much carbon in the system that it automatically buffers itself. Oh, nice. Um, and um, um, I wonder what I was going to ask you about that. You, you, somewhere in the presentation, you talk about 4,000 to 14,000 tonnes per vertical metre. Why such a big range? Well, I mean, some of it's a function of um, drilling density in that um, upper, upper part. So again, as we, uh, you know, I think if you look at the drilling density and you look at the, the gram, you know, the great, uh, the ounces per vertical metre, it does drop off with drilling density at about sort of 300 metres. We don't know if that's a real thing until we've 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 got more drill holes down at that that depth as well. Um, but you know, it's no there's no real um, yeah there's no there's no particular particular reason for it other than there's just more drilling at really surface. Although you know that's where you that's where you want your uh, answers for vertical meter, isn't it? So it's again a good problem good problem to have. But I think as you this is the inciting thing. You know, this is where we'll, we'll we will start to drill these these depth extensions in the first quarter. So. It's a very, you know, it's a very exciting time to be on site. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're looking, we're looking forward to the drilling for the next couple of months. And um, there's one bit I didn't understand at the back of your prezzo. You talked about the market cap and price over the NAV ratio in your peer comparison. Can yeah, you... I think, I think, I think um, we're not. I think we don't. You know, I think you talk about sort of P and and I mean, it's a bit of a, a bit of a corporate thing. But you know, you've seen. The, the, you know the peanut. You know the price to your price to valuation, price to your net asset value for for the sort of higher quality, quality assets. You, you know, you've seen recent M and A for the sort of um, you know potential mines in you know first world jurisdictions with kind of access to infrastructure. You know, for the existing mines in the region. You know, you're 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 seeing you know you're seeing kind of premiums, I guess, to some of the other to other discoveries. You know, so I think that's an important point to make. Is we you know I think you if you're a you know, obviously, if you, if you make a great discovery, then you may have a company making discovery. But you know, we're we're, we're thinking about this. You know, we think this asset would improve anybody's business in terms of you know both economic and you know and non sort of financial me metrics. You know, it's kind of um, has lots of advantages. And um, just when you get to calculate your NEV, how did you know? Was that based on a um, resources per um, you know a, a value per ounce for, for inferred resources, or was it on an internal? Um, so that's, that's a consensus NAV. We haven't floated our own internal NAV out there. Okay. So it's kind of, I think it's three, it's three analysts uh, say it's consensus NAV and they've, they've done the work. That's the, the benefit of having a, of having a resource out there is that, you know, you, you then people are able to, able to model this and, and give you a, and, and give you okay. an economic, you know, a, a DCF rather than just valuing on in situ, you know, um, dollars per ounce kind of multiple. They can, they can, they can sort of sit, they can put some economics around it. Great. And uh, one final question. Remind me of the um, uh, Agnico Eagle holding in, in Rupert. What do they What do they own? Can we have a, just a bit below ten percent on a, on, a, on a uh, on an outstanding basis, and then they have warrants to get them to um, just a bit below fifteen um, fifteen percent, which um, are we can uh, we can ask them to exercise in uh, in, in, in uh, this month actually. So um, you know, as long as the shares are above a dollar, which I um, I hope they will be. <laughs> in a couple of weeks time <laughs> i'm sure they will, hopefully they'll be above six dollars um good um but um 
good. What have I missed? What else did we talk about? Well, I just again, I think it's just really early days. You know, I mean, Ikari was only discovered. You know, I think the first drill hole in Ikari probably went in um, about this time two years ago. Um, you know, the first holes in Area One typically go in and went in, in you know, in the first quarter as well. So, you know, I think we're we're obviously working. You know, expect loads more news flow, loads more uh, loads more uh, drill results, and then you know, there's the, there's always the possibility we may make another another discovery as well, which would be you know, um, you know, a, a, another another Ikari. So I think that's the there's lots going on. I mean, in terms of, you know, productivity levels, we've, we've got three times the number of rigs going this year that we, than we did last year. Um, you know, and obviously we, you know, um, we understand the, the geology, you know, more every, every day. So, I mean, I think we're, we're in, we're in good shape. Oh, and we've got, um, $50 million, you know, close $50 million of, uh, of cash in the bank. Right. Well, then it's um, over to you, Charlie. <laughs> um, well, just to follow up on what Tom has been saying, you know, we are very busy at Ikari and that's, that program is, is going tremendously well. Uh, but at the same time, we are busy at some of these other areas. We're doing further drilling at Hainer Central. We're doing further drilling at Hainer South. Um, and we are expecting, you know, good, good things to come out of that, um, uh, especially, you know, demonstrating potential as, as satellite deposits of, of Ikari. Um, but at the same time, we are doing more of the, the complete gra grassroots exploration. So the base tool rig is, is continuing to... to um, give us new anomalies, which which we're going to test in the next couple of months as well. Great. Um, then it, it, it is literally over to you um, as um, well. To, to over to you both to to continue the news flow for the for the year. Um, thank you very much. I really enjoyed uh, getting the update. Thanks, Melin. Thank you.